Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora e welcome to Speak Out, Inside Out's very own radio show. You're listening to Wellington Access Radio on 783am. Today is the 18th of, uh, of January, but I'm actually pre-recording. I'll let you in on a little secret, so um, it's a bit earlier than that. I'm speaking to you from the past. Um, so I hope everyone's summer's been going really well. Mine's been going fantastic. I've been, um, oh, today is beautiful in Wellington, so I went for a walk with my dog in the forest, and I've been reading, and I'll let you uh, know a little bit about a book I've been reading, actually, and a little book review uh, coming up. What else are we talking about today? We are talking about a concept called post-genderism, which you might have heard of before, you might not have. Um, that's all good. We'll explain what it means and the uh, the, is- the main issues surrounding post-genderism, which does sound pretty futuristic, and it is pretty futuristic. Um, I'll say that much. I'm introducing some new music. Uh, well, it might not be new for you, but it's definitely new for me, which is exciting. Um an artist called Taryn Miller, who is the main person in the band called Your Friend. Um, I think it's sort of folky type music. And also uh, Shamir, who I think got pretty big last year. No, maybe 2015. I keep thinking it's still 2016. That's wrong. Um, But they have got some real awesome music, and I'll be playing one of their tracks for you. So I just wanted to start off with a mini book review. It's not really a book review, but I just wanted to say that. Um, so I've been working through a summer reading list at the moment, and it's it's been pretty it's pretty successful, I think. Um, so I've been reading. I've been trying to get spend less time on digital media and more time on paper media um, with a good book in hand. So right now I'm actually holding a book I'm reading. It's called No Logo, and it's by Naomi Klein. She, I recently read a book um, by her called This Changes Everything, which is about climate change and capitalism, and sort of how she's arguing how we can't really be that invested 100% within with for climate to change the climate um, issues if we don't actually tackle the issues of capitalism first. Um, those thing, two things can't go hand in hand. I found that real interesting, so if you did want to check that out, if you're a bookworm, a little bit like me, I must confess, um, yeah, definitely check that one out, it's it's a good read. So now I'm reading No Logo, which is actually written by Naomi Klein in 2000, so it feels like forever ago, because I'm 20, and it was written 17 years ago, which means that I would have been three when she wrote it, but the the things that she's writing about are still so relevant today and it just makes you realise how little has changed if not has actually gotten worse um, throughout the last couple of decades. So pretty much what No Logo is about, it's about, um, it's called, I'll read you the back, it was a international bestseller and movement bible. Um, it was so in the last decade, No Logo has come under an international phenomenon and cultural manifesto for the critics of unfettered capitalism worldwide. As America faces a second economic depression, Klein's analysis of our corporate and branded world is as timely and powerful as ever. 
I would definitely agree with that. So it's pretty much all about anti-corporatism and it talks about the things that go on behind the doors of massive brands such as Nike, um, Gap, some other brands they talk about coca-cola you know all those all those nasty ones which we all know are, um, are doing some really corrupt things but it goes into lots of details and i would just highly recommend it so i'm i'm not actually quite yet finished but um it's 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 a it's a page turner if, if non-fiction books can be page turners then it's a page turner um but i just wanted to read some statistics from one part of the book um, that sort of give you a, an insight into, um, oh, I guess what a, what what harrow was harrowing the most for me was the no job section. So it's talking about sweatshops and um, exploitation zones. No, wait, product. I can't remember the exact phrasing of it, but um, hang on, I'll just find it. One second. Um, she went, so she's in, She's a journalist and she goes and, and actually spends time in these places, um, sweatshops, um, where people are paid starvation wages and are treated absolutely horrendously um, just to make the clothes that we wear in the developed world. I mean, not all the clothes, but um, most of them. Um, so, for example... All 50,000 workers at the Yuan Nike factory in China would have had to have worked 19 years to earn what Nike spends on advertising in one year. Walmart's annual sales are worth 120 times more than Haiti's entire annual budget. Disney's CEO Michael Eisner earns $9,783 an hour, while an Haitian worker earns 28 cents an hour. It would take a Haitian worker for 16.8 years to earn Eisner's hourly income. The $181 million in stock options Eisner exercised in 1996 is enough to take care of his 19,000 Haitian workers and their family for 14 years. So that's just a little excerpt, and it sort of gives you, it puts things into perspective, that's for sure. Um, and if we, you know, complain about our measly minimum wage or whatever in New Zealand, it's um, it's quite an eye opener to realise that these people are working for adult, you know, te- what is it, ten million people, um, in oh, I can't remember which country it was. I realistic, but you know, they're living on less than a dollar twenty five a day, um, and just makes you realise that we we're on the same planet, but we we do live in different worlds. Uh, that's for sure. So, yeah, no, I would definitely highly recommend uh, No Logo. I think it's quite, yeah, it's become a staple in um, in the movement against corporatism and big commercial brands. So, uh, next up is our first musical interlude. This is a song called Come Back From It by Your Friend. <laughs> Thank you. 
that was your friend come back from it and you are listening to speak out radio uh, on well actually nexus radio 783 a.m and i'm alex thank you so much for tuning in uh today in history well i feel like i'm a bit of a cheat saying this today because it's not really today in history it's two days in advance in history today if that makes any sense uh, but what happened in 1882 on the 18th of january A.A. Milne is born. That's the creator of Winnie the Pooh. There's a little fun fact for you to share around there. And also, on 1912, um, Robert Scott reaches the South Pole. And if you know anything about Antarctica, there's um, one place on it called Scott Base. One place. uh, The main base is called Scott Base and is named after Robert Scott, I presume. Um, But he took two months to... um, this, he's a British explorer. He took two months to finally arrive at the South Pole, only to find that Roald Amundsen, the Norwegian explorer, had preceded them by just over a month. They were disappointed and exhausted, as you would be. Oh, man, that sucks. Imagine that. You know, real, real um, anticlimactic there. Uh, and a little fun fact about A.A. Milne is that he taught himself to read at age two. So, talk about smart people. It's amazing. All right, I'm going to be introducing Shamir, who is our featured artist this time round. Shamir is um, a musician from Las Vegas, I believe, and he uses male pronouns um, because well, I'm, I'm going to use male pronouns for him um, because it, I found out that he. He doesn't really get the use of singular they, so I'm just gonna just gonna use male pronouns for now. I don't know what he um, he uses now, but he um, is a genderqueer artist, and uh, he's got some real cool beats. Um, they're quite different to what I, other things that I've heard. He has a real androgynous voice, um, and I think that's what draws me to him. Um, if you've heard him before. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, well, I'm about to play one of his tracks. So, here is a track called In For The Kill by Shamir.
And that was Shamir. That track is called In For The Kill. And you're listening to Wellington Access Radio on 783 AM. Now I have some exciting news. Um, v and Tavi have just joined me in the studio. Um, they're going to be announcing a really exciting promotion to... Uh, give away a double pass to Tegan and Sarah when they're um, coming on in Auckland. Um, so that's going to happen soon um, after the uh, discussion on post-genderism. Um, Tabby's actually just arrived with some spoons <coughs> so we can eat our vegan um, Black Forest gateau. So I'm really excited about that. And um, yeah. So welcome, V and Tavi, to the studio. Thank you so much for coming in. Hello. Hi. Thank you for having me. And Tavi. Not a problem. <laughs> Lovely <laughs> to be here. Great. Um, and as I said before, you are going to be promoting something really exciting. Yes. So I'll leave that. I'll leave the best to last um, first. I just wanted to bring up a little thing I've been thinking about a lot personally, um, which is post-genderism. I don't know if you've heard about it before, um, but pretty much it's the idea that the whole ge- the concept of gender gets abolished, and like, what would the world be like if that happened? And it's sort of scary because I don't know. As a trans person, like, I think about gender every single day, and it's literally everywhere. And I'm, pro- I'm most likely everyone who thinks about gender is thinking the same thing. Like, you know, what if what if people what if we were genderless? Like, what if we we're all just grey blobs. Yeah, it's it's quite futuristic. It's like a it's like a cyborgy like gender neutral robots. I don't know. It's like, what are your thoughts? It's really hard to think about, especially when we talk about grey blobs. I'm like, no, we need colour. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so how the idea of like how we would change or deconstruct everything that already exists around gender and what is masculine and feminine even though those things have changed over time as well like where how would that happen i mean i mean exactly seems like an impossible mission mission impossible Um, but at the same time would it be i mean there so there are some people who just argue that it's it's better to like de-emphasize gender roles and i think that's that's healthy and Mm. making things more neutral and i think that's more realistic than to say gender abolition like that's yeah, that seems a bit far-fetched. Um, yeah. But it's sort of, it's yeah, it seems like the road that we're, we're heading. Um, I just wanted to read something from a radical feminist by the name of Shalomit Firestone. Have you heard of her before? No. Well, I didn't, but she wrote a whole book about this sort of thing. So I'm just going to read a passage from it, um, and it might give you some ideas. The end goal of feminist revolution must be, unlike that of the first feminist, feminist movement, not just the elimination of male privilege, but of the sex distinction itself. Genital differences between human beings would no longer matter culturally. The reproduction of the species of, by one sex for the benefit of both would be replaced by at least the option of artificial reproduction, so children would be born to both sexes equally or independently of either, however one chooses to look at it. The, independ- the dependence of the child on the mother, and vice versa, would give way to a greatly shortened dependence on a small group of others in general and, and any remaining inferiority in adults and physical strength would be compensated for culturally. What what I think is interesting is when we talk about like reproduction and stuff, how we're talking more, instead of saying women, like mothers are women and that sort of thing, being more neutral about it, like like just parents and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I think that, that that way of going about it is, is, is a good way. 
Yeah, but that's just something to think about, some food for thought. Um, and now we have our third musical interlude. This is... How about you introduce it? Uh, this is a song Boyfriend by one of my favourite bands, Tegan and Sarah. by Tegan and Sarah, a little uh, prelude to our big announcement that V and Tabby are going to take it away when you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're really excited um, because Tegan and Sarah are coming back to New Zealand, playing one show only in Auckland for the first time since I think 2009. They last came here to open for Jack Johnson in Christchurch, which I, of course, as a huge fan, went to attend just to see them and then ended up kind of waiting in the foyer most of, like, while Jack Johnson was what on. What is Jack Johnson? Like, yeah, I can still hear Innocent to some of it, but I was, I was there for Tegan and Sarah. Um, and thankfully waited long enough that they came through and we kind of 
they just walked past and we ran after them, me and my friends. And then the security guard was like, stop! And like put his hand up to stop us going any further. And they were about to go kind of through these doors. And then Sarah turned around and looked at us. And then she was like, oh, I'll let them. And like ushered for us to come over. And then we all got to kind of talk to them and got hugs and autographs. And it was, it was very exciting. I was very flustered. And asked Sarah for her <laughs> autograph twice. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's all she did. <laughs> it's a little bit awkward. Um, yeah. And what's the really exciting part, V? The really exciting part is that we have tickets available for you. <laughs> We're giving away a double pass to see Tegan and Sarah in Auckland. Um, that's open to anyone to enter. So um, what you've got to do is if you go to our Facebook page, which is Inside Out, or one word, and then there will be a lovely picture of the beautiful faces of Tegan and Sarah. Um, and on that thread, you just need to comment, um, tag the person that you'd like to take to see Tegan and Sarah, and we want you to comment um, your best idea for a question so if you were going to interview them, what question would you like to ask? Because we're hoping, we're hoping that quite soon we're going to get to do a little interview with them. Mm. And so we want to, we want to hear what you'd like to know from them, and we'll pick the best question to win the double pass to see them live in Auckland. So that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, get on it. It's pretty exciting. I would be, I would just enter and make all my friends enter on behalf of me and just I would just, I would just spam the whole thread so that you would have to choose me, probably. Yeah, yeah, there'd, um. there'd be no other choice. <laughs> so, when is this concert be? Uh, it is on uh, Saturday, and that's March the 11th, that's this year, and it's in Auckland at the Bruce Mason Centre, so I think it's on the North Shore in Auckland. So, how come, where do we get these tickets from, Bea? So, you can get tickets from livenation.co.nz, um, and they're kindly giving us two tickets to give away, and it's open to anyone in New Zealand, so it doesn't matter where you're from, um, you can enter to win these tickets. You have to obviously be responsible for your own um, transport and accommodation to, to Auckland if you don't live there, but um, the tickets will be completely yours. So, if you haven't heard of Tegan and Sarah, we'll just tell you a little bit about them. So Tegan and Sarah are a Canadian um, duo, and they are twin sisters, um, Tegan and Sarah Quinn. They also both identify as lesbian or queer, which is, is pretty exciting for us here at Inside Out, because we're all about them queers. <laughs> <laughs> and as... Double trouble, eh? <laughs> they've been... Um, this kind of 17 years into their career, so... They've pretty much always, yeah, they've always been out um, as openly gay throughout their career, which there aren't actually many artists that have that have done that or for that length of time as well. Um, and they're one of the, I guess, while they started out quite kind of indie, now they've also kind of changed their style and their sa- sound of music a little bit as well. So mm. now they, yeah, they've got kind of more mainstream kind of pop music and, yeah, one of, I guess, quite a few really successful um, queer artists. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, a not, it's an opportunity not to miss, hey? And, yeah, that's so exciting. Cool. Thank you so much for, for sharing that promotion with us. And, yeah, good luck to everyone who, who enters. Head to it Inside Out on Facebook to enter the competition for tickets to Tegan and Sarah 
on March the eleventh. <laughs> Fantastic. Cool, and that and that finishes our show. Perfect timing. Um, so thank you so much for tuning in, everyone, today. And we will be uh, on the show next time with an exclusive interview with one of uh, the fringe performers. So don't want to miss that. Cool. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a lovely two weeks. Until next time. Kakiteano. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks, New Zealand On Air, for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.